was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York yeah, we Post. Have yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, some some folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. Of course not. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false. It. Um, the Hunter Biden the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. Yeah, so you could right. still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution has decreased, it, it got shared. It, How does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. Just a little so bit less. A little bit fewer less. people saw it than would have otherwise. A little bit less. So it How definitely substantial. Substantial. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. Meaningful. I thought you just said it was a little. I've played this clip. I played this clip last week. This is not the purpose of the clip. Is not to highlight the shocking revelation that Zuckerberg just admitted openly, shamelessly, and I dare say either proudly or deliberately to tell the world, I, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> There's a reason for which he's uh, disclosing this now so openly and so unabashedly. I've talked about it last week. I'm not going to go back into it. Today, it is to deal with the fake news, gaslighting, pathological liars. We just heard this. We just heard this with our eyes and saw it with our ears. I did that on purpose. We heard this with our ears, saw it with our eyes. Unless we're going to say this is a deep fake, this occurred. Joe Rogan asked Zuckerberg of Facebook, did you censor the Hunter Biden story? the laptop. Zuckerberg answers, funny thing about that, the FBI came to us and said, you'd better be on the watch, uh, the lookout for some Russian disinformation. So we suppressed the story meaningfully. You just heard that with your own two eyes, two ears. And it's, you heard it. And then you gotta see things like this. I watch this and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Let me just make sure the audio is good. I watch this and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, Josh Zepps, I believe he was on Rogan. He was on Rogan. That's how I saw him the first time. He says, this is like, and I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. What does this viral tweet even mean? Hmm. The thing that I just heard with my own ears and eyes Joe Rogan asking Zuckerberg if they suppressed or censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. And we heard, what, what does this even mean? I hear words, but I've listened to Zook on Rogan. They don't discuss the government 
at all. Facebook isn't the government. Joe Rogan isn't the government. Hold on a second, Josh. Let me just, your credentials. ABC broadcaster. There you have it. Professional fellow at UTS. Ne'er do well. I don't know what that means. My views aren't ABCs. Your views are, are barely coherent. What does this viral tweet even mean? I've listened to Zook on Rogan. They don't discuss the government at all. Facebook isn't the government. Arguable if they are acting at the behest of the government, but set that legal question aside. Joe Rogan isn't the government. Thank you for stating the obvious. I try to continue to understand Trumpism, but sheesh, it's getting harder. Can anyone decode this for me? I swear to you, by the way, the first time I came across a tweet from Josh Sepps, I thought it was satire. And if you read this and you read it as satire, it reads like satire. What does this tweet even mean when Zuckerberg says the FBI came to them and asked them to censor this and we censored it and me- censored a story meaningfully? What does it even mean? I don't know. I don't know. I. It, they don't discuss the government at all. There's a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New yeah, York we Post. Had that too. Yeah, we. Yeah, had that so too. you guys censored that as well. You guys, you so guys we censored different... that as well. That being the Hunter Biden laptop story, we took a different approach than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI. I think basically came to us. The FBI basically came to us and thick-skulled McGee, Josh Zepps can't understand what this tweet even means. They don't talk about the government. No, they just talk about the government's police force, the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Just, they, they have minor connections to the government. Minor, subtle collection. And then you go down. And I swear to you, I, I don't know what's satire and what's not anymore. I say you inexplicably left out the FBI. You know, that entity that Zuckerberg told Joe Rogan had come to him to, and told him to suppress the story. Is the FBI part of the government? And someone who watched, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Ukrainian flag, and I don't know if it's satire anymore, because there's a thing called culture jamming, which I know that people are doing, which is creating accounts, looking just accurate enough to be realistic, but parody because of the absurdity. They didn't, though. And Zuckerberg didn't even say they did on Joe's podcast. I, and I don't know who I'm engaging with now. I mean, th- this is, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know anymore what's real, what's satire. Uh, and I feel like I'm going crazy, swimming upstream, trying to fight peacefully, trying to argue peacefully against the absolute madness. I, 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 I don't know. Now I'm just going to go to the, I'm going to go to the chat and see if anybody can possibly understand what's... Is Josh Zepps being an idiot, being a liar, being sarcastic, or just being deliberately obtuse to try to spin this shocking revelation in a way to confuse his subscribers and followers who may not... Because he didn't, he didn't tweet the original viral tweet, which is interesting. What is it? Is it stupidity? Is it malice? Is it, I don't know. You tell me. You all tell me. Viva Fry. Hold on. Maybe I'm not, oh, I'm not actually crooked. My screen is not open. Uh, that has always been the point to make you feel lost, confused, alone. Keep your wits about you. I'm, I'm confused. 
what do they mean when they say the FBI came to me and asked me to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story because it was Russian disinformation and an ABC reporter can't figure it out or purports to not be able to understand it, doesn't share the video, just shares a grotesquely dishonest interpretation of the obvious so that other people just go along. It's a waste of time even thinking about that ish. Oh, that means... uh, I get frustrated. I get frustrated. I'm like a salmon swimming against the current. I'm like a peacock that wants to fly. No, I just watched the other guys the other day and it was it was, it was great. Gaslighting. I mean, I think I think that's it. Bon pearl. Um, good afternoon, people. Uh, late in the day, short notice stream, as always. I take my streams like I take myself, short and engaging. Um yeah. Okay, we see a lot of you will own nothing and be happy. They think we're stupid. And then, yeah, people say, oh, he didn't talk about the government. He just talked about the FBI. Oh, he didn't say that they told him to suppress it. They just told him there was going to be Russian disinformation dropping. And then they suppressed the story. Uh, I, I'm, I'm Sklift, SC Lift or S Clift or Supreme Court Lift. It's absolute malice, and I, I, that's, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Absolute malice that a dude with a following could be so disingenuously deceitful in the information that he shares to actually lie. It's lying. It's lying. Okay? I presuppose he knows the truth, but it's such an egregious misrepresentation of the truth. He has no reason to be saying what he's saying unless he's lying or just grotesquely negligent in his due diligence. Okay, uh, on the menu today, people. Special masters, special masters. We FBI doesn't need any special masters. Uh, magnificent Maximus, how are we doing? Hold on, my dog just started barking. One sec. Ugh. Come on, bro. How are we doing? No matter how badly we're doing or how crazy the world feels like it's going, I have not been raided. Oh, sexy bots in the house. I'm going to have to block. All right, people. I I tried to do it. Let's just go to... um... Oh, I didn't even put on slow mode. I'm I'm asking for it. I'm going to go... We're going to put slow mode and subscribers only five minutes. Sex bots, you want to spam? You got to watch me for five minutes. That'll, That'll learn you. To be sex bots. You watch me for five minutes. There will be no sexy bot spamming. Um, <laughs> okay, so no matter how crazy the world goes, I'll just show you this because I, I I love I love fossils. I don't remember where I got this one. It's um, let's get this in here. It's a claw or a tooth. Looks like a claw. I don't remember what it is. doesn't matter. Oh, you know what? I forgot, actually. Before we even get started, you may have noticed, people. There's a, there's a page called the Grifties. I, someone, in the, someone in the chat coming into the stream said, go vote for Viva Fry as Grifter of the Year. Get him past number eight. And I'm like, I, I thought it was a joke because I don't consider myself to be a Grifter by any means. I'm probably terrible at it. Uh, but then I Googled it. And I said, if anybody's the grifter of the year, I mean, Rakeda makes the joke out of being the grifter. I don't because I, 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 
But then I go to this website. It's called The Grifties. Nominate a grifter. And Viva Fry is nominated by Grift Finder. But I'm like, this can't... I, and then we got the list. Nick Ricada seems like a shoe in Sticks Hexenhammer 66, his cat. I didn't know that. The quartering. Dr. Anthony Fauci, down one. Tim Poole, Vladimir Zelensky, Justin Trudeau. You know what? I want to take over Justin Trudeau. And there I am. Never heard of this before. I don't really care for awards. But when they're funny, I will accept them. Um, I, ma- I made the grifties. But now, all that to say, segue. Speaking of the grift, which I actually just call hard work. You may have noticed this stream started off with a little paid promotion in the bottom. This is going to be my fourth read now. My fourth time sponsoring American Hartford Gold. Why do I do it? People, I, first of all, I don't, I don't actually have a coin to show you. Um, my coin collection is back in Montreal. But we're going to talk about Justin Trudeau destroying Canada. We're going to talk about governments destroying the economy. And what do you do when inflation is going through the roof? What do you do when you can't be certain that Justin Trudeau, the tyrant, is not going to freeze your bank account because you donated to a federally incorporated not-for-profit that he might arbitrarily, unilaterally, in the dead of night, decide that um, he doesn't like? Gold. No joke, people. I've lost a ton of money. (laughs) Not a ton. I've lost a ton of percentage in crypto because it's legalized gambling. Gold, look at this, beautiful inserts, up to $1,500, free silver on your first order. But spoiler alert, you got to order a lot of silver to get 1500 bucks. But who knows, there might be people with you know longer term vision. Text Viva to 998899. So American Hartford Gold is more like a service than an, you're not getting better gold from American Hartford Gold versus other places. It's all like pure gold, wherever you get it. They deliver to your door if you order. Uh, And one thing is for certain with gold, and then I'll stop after this. Uh, My best investments have been in actual silver dollar coins because they don't actually lose money, lose value compared to crypto, compared to Nortel, compared to GM, compared to all of those stocks that have broken my heart. American Hartford Gold, if you're going to buy some gold, something that you can keep in a counter, keep in the ground, keep t- tucked up in the nether region so that if Justin Trudeau comes in and freezes your bank account, you can go sell one of your things. Everything's got to be converted into fiat at some point in time. You can't eat gold. You know what else you can't eat? Crypto. And you also can't eat inflation. Okay, there we go. The grift is done, people. Uh, what was it? 889988? I forget what the text, what the number was. Text it. And, uh, you know, silver, silver dollars are also nice to play poker with. Miffed Mondays with Viva. And... If you're defending a lie, you can only defend it with obfuscations and other lies. You can't defend a lie with the truth. Very Confucius, and I agree. Obfuscations. It's, it's, it's pathological. It's pathological is what it is. You can stick to standard cash, Bomb Pearl. This is no longer part of the plug, but the, the, the joke is you can stick to cash, but if you have 100 bucks in a bank account and you don't touch it, you've lost 8% just by letting it sit there. 
Yeah, they'll, they'll take your gold eventually too. Well, the, you know, the funny thing is in some places you have to register the gold that you get if you get over a certain amount. And so the government knows that you have that. But terrible grift. Because <laughs> it's hard work and it's actually true. A grift implies a certain element of like, oh, not disingenuousness, but exploitation. Hard work is hard work is hard work. Okay, on the menu today. That guy spreading the disinformation. Um, special master. Who needs a special master? Who needs a special master? The, the, uh, the Justice Department, you know, on, on the eve, or I guess shortly after Ju uh, Justin Trudeau, after Donald Trump files a motion with Magistrate Reinhardt to appoint a special master. A special master has no sinister undertones. A special master is an independent court-appointed Oh, body, person, individual who oversees and supervises effectively uh, documentation in order to ensure that a party that doesn't have the right to access, view, or otherwise, <clears throat> excuse me, or otherwise um, make copies of, take cognizance of, um, doesn't do it. Hold on, I'm going to cough again. Give me one, one second. It's not, it's not the road. It's like the first time I did an interview for a law school for a job. And then I got that little tickle in the throat and it makes you feel like you can't stop coughing and your eyes water. And it was during an interview and it was um, very embarrassing. So you appoint a special master um, who then supervises documentation in order to ensure that those who don't have the right to access, view that documentation don't in the interim until the court determines what documentation can be viewed by the party at issue? Trump, and we discussed it yesterday, uh, filed a motion to appoint a special master of the documentation seized from Trump, which included solicitor-client privilege documents, photo albums, presidential records, passports. Trump made a motion to appoint a special master. And today, um, the government says, uh, yeah, we, we've already... We've already looked at the documents, so you know I, I I know you I know you made that motion for a special master, but they filed a, they filed a, a motion today with the court, specifying that yeah yeah we, we've already we've already looked over everything, but don't worry we looked over it with our privilege what do they call it privilege team, just so that the privilege team within the Justice Department looks over the documents and sees if they're not allowed to see something that they won't allow the rest of the Justice Department to see in the context of this raid and seizure. Justice Department tells judge it already reviewed Trump documents. The DOJ said their team went through the materials before the court called for an independent special master. Like, this was an easy one to call people. And yesterday, you know, I said, in Project Veritas, people don't necessarily appreciate this. Project Veritas, FBI comes in, raids uh, James O'Keefe, Six o'clock in the morning raid, takes his cell phone. Uh, they raid other Project Veritas journalists. They gather all that information from the cell phones. It includes documentation to which they never had any right. Uh, source material, which is privileged and confidential. Uh, solicitor client privileged material. They get it all. Um, and they have, you know, they have confidential sources who provide to journalists information. James O'Keefe 
files a motion to appoint a special master before Judge Annalisa Torres. Uh, Judge Annalisa Torres grants the motion for a special master. Smashing success. You know, I'll even leave this this bot because this one's funny. Um, in the Project Veritas, the judge issued, granted the motion for a special master, smashing success. It basically, you know, it says, FBI, you're not going to get to look at all this documentation that you potentially unlawfully seized or, you know, seized without color of rights. Except what the FBI doesn't tell the judge is that they already have all of this information that they've gotten through other means, through subpoenaing, it was Microsoft or whatever, email, emails. They already have it. The judge doesn't know that they have it because they got a gag order to not disclose the seizure of the emails that they've got through other means. So they let this judge in the Project Veritas case issue an order that is effectively, um, I mean, it's without object. It's like the judge thinks she's doing something when in reality it, it, it accomplishes nothing because the FBI is circumventing Judge Annalisa Torres's issuance or order of a special master because they still have access to the exact same documentation that they have uh, obtained through other means. So that was in, uh, and by the way, let me, let me just pull it up, show my homework. Don't, don't trust me. Trust me, but verify me nonetheless. Uh, oh, I, and I love the framing here in Politico. Project Veritas says feds secretly accessed its emails. Uh, is this the one where they got the special master? Maybe this is not the right article. Let me see here. Yeah, there we go. We got it. Um, a group that has singled out journalists and Democrats in undercover operations. I'm sorry. Oh, is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that somehow to frame this so that it's all justifiable? Contends that prosecutors misled a federal court and sought unwarranted gag orders during a federal investigation of the group's ties to the alleged theft of a diary belonging to President Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley. They conducted pre-dawn raids of the home of Project Veritas, yada, yada, yada. The agents acted with warrants that allowed them to seize phones and computers. Oh, yeah, of course, because we know that the FBI is never up to no good. The raids generated controversy in some circles. No, pretty much in every circle. I forget if it was the American Civil Rights, uh, the ACLU. Someone came to Project Veritas's defense, an unlikely, an unlikely ally. Um, because Project Veritas identifies itself as a news organization, and the use of search warrants against journalists and news outlets is extremely rare due to Justice Department policies and a federal law passed in 1980 to limit such investigative steps. I love it. Under some circumstances, when you identify as something else, it has to be respected hell or high water. When you want to discredit a news organization, just throw in the words, they identify as a news organization, but we don't actually recognize them as that. The After the raids, U.S. District Court Judge Annalisa Torres agreed to a request by the group to put in place a special master. However, in a letter Tuesday to a federal judge overseeing aspects of the pro Project Veritas' attorneys said they recently learned that the, for nearly a year before last November's raids, prosecutors used gag orders to keep quiet other steps taken in the diary probe, including grand jury subpoenas and court-ordered seizures of all the emails uh, of O'Keefe and several colleagues kept in particular accounts over a three-month span in 2021. I'll, I'll give you the article. You can read it. It's fascinating and it's shocking. And they did it again, people. I mean, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it fascinating 
that one can predict the future based on an understanding of the past. And yesterday I said it's a joke, kind of like, in what ways is the FBI, the Justice Department, going to circumvent any special master being issued, ordered by Magistrate Reinhardt? And um, I said, hey, it'll be illusory. Like, they'll appoint a special master. It'll be illusory because, on the one hand, they'll have already looked at it. Or, on the other hand, you know, they've made their copies. So here, special master, you can take all this back, but thanks, we've got copies. Um, (laughs) I just read a distracting chat. So I said it yesterday as a joke. The issuance of a special master will be illusory. It'll be illusory in the same way that the issuance of a heavily redacted affidavit is transparency. Lo and behold, it's not even illusory. Now it's just, it's, it's, it's moot. It's moot because um, they've already read the stuff. <laughs> but don't worry, people. If you, if you were worried about it, don't worry. I mean, th- that would make you a conspiracy theorist. The Justice Department announced, we're back to the original story, that they reviewed the documents seized by former President Donald Trump and that they identified, listen to this qualification, they identified a, a limited set of documents that could include information protected by attorney-client privilege. You know what that means? They have information that contains solicitor-client privilege, and I'll show you why afterwards. They do. It's a matter of fact. These qualifications, these caveats, these these qualifiers, these equivocators, they found a limited set. Do you know what a limited set is? It's one less than everything. It could be one. It could be one less than everything. A limited set means nothing. How limited or how expansive a set? They found a limited set of documents that could, and it, it could. We're not, we don't know. We don't know. The DOJ said they would provide more information in a separate filing, but said that the pri- but said that prior to the court issuing a preliminary order to appoint a special master to go through the documents, a privilege review team. Don't worry, guys, it's not the DOJ. It's not the DOJ, it's it's a privilege review team. And if surely if there's anything in there that the DOJ shouldn't see, the DOJ's privilege review team will keep it sectioned off, corded off, isolated from the rest of the Justice Department. In in the same way, they have not been systematically leaking information to the media like they did in the raid of James O'Keefe. The privilege review team went through the documents. A special master is an independent court-appointed individual who in this case would be placed in charge of reviewing documents. A privilege review team consists of federal personnel not involved with the investigation itself whose role is to sift out privilege information and then leak it to the media. I'm joking. I'm joking. That never happens. It has never happened in the past, and it surely, it surely will not happen in the future. A privilege review team of the FBI. Has it, who here, by way of one or two, has ever worked in a law firm? One or two. Who here has worked in a law firm? Uh, in in the uh, in the practice of law, when a, when a when you get into big law firms and you have like hundreds of lawyers, if not thousands of lawyers, and you have you know every lawyer wants to bring in a client, uh, and sometimes when you bring in a client, the firm because of the, the sheer volume of, of of lawyers working there, the sheer volume of cases the firm handles, might have either acted for the client, so you you know a lawyer who wants to act against a former client might have an issue, or uh, they might want to represent someone who's, uh, that's, I was just about to say the exact same thing the other way around. So 
sometimes big firms, there'll be conflicted. There'll be issues. There'll be a, a, you know, a file involving someone they represented five years ago. They create what we call in French, un muraille de Chine. It's uh, the Great Wall of China. It's a barrier between the people working on the file and the people who have information that the people working on the file should not have access to for reasons of conflict of interest, solicitor client privilege, and basic ethics of law. I'm not going to make a sweeping statement as to how effective les murailles de Chine, the China walls are. Uh, anybody who, who knows any professional industry knows that p- people, humans are, in, are incapable of keeping secrets, except for me. Uh, China walls don't, don't really work all that well. Somehow, somehow, rumors get spread, information gets shared. Does anyone for one second seriously and plausibly believe that the privileged team of the Department of Justice is not going to disclose any prejudicial information that they may have obtained that might be solicitor-client privilege that the Justice Department ought not have access to in the event that they find any? Does anybody believe that? It is French. Muraille de Chine. Muraille is like a mural, a wall of China. Does anyone believe that if the FBI privilege review team came across anything remotely prejudicial in what would otherwise be solicitor client privilege material, they wouldn't somehow find a way of leaking it, disclosing it, communicating it. If anyone believes that they wouldn't, I've got, I've got a, a, a very rare Tyrannosaurus Rex intact claw to sell you. I'll give $5,000. We have a deal. It's a good deal. There was another one here. Oh, look at that one. It's a double. It's a double. It's preposterous. So they've already reviewed it. The issuance of a special master by Magistrate Reinhardt. Look at that. It's become moot. It's become absolutely pointless, absolutely meaningless. Yeah. Um, But they did it. And now the FBI's privilege team has reviewed everything. And they've determined a limited set of information that could contain solicitor-client privilege after they seized pretty much everything and anything a former president had based on a redacted affidavit that thus far has showed absolutely no cause, has turned this into a scandal of epic proportions for anybody who cares, but not for the, um, not for the Josh Zepps of the world. You know, this is not a scandal to David A. French, lawyer, because he already came to his conclusion and nothing in that heavily redacted uh, affidavit contradicted his conclusion. And now they've already gone through the material. They've already reviewed it. The Justice Department has reviewed solicitor-client privileged material that they had no business taking from Trump on the basis of an affidavit which thus far could not possibly justify the unprecedented action taken by the FBI as authorized by Magistrate Reinhardt. And uh, past this prologue, that, uh, that special master is now absolutely useless. And now when I say that, um, you know, they, they knew what they took. Here, this filing is, let me see this, DOG filing in request of special master. And what is this? Notice of receipt of preliminary order and attorney appearance. Now, what was this? The United States notifies the court of the following in response to its preliminary order on motion for judicial oversight and additional relief. The United States acknowledges receipt of the court's August 27, 2022 preliminary order. 
the undersigned the United States Attorney for the Southern District of Florida and J.I. yada, 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 are appearing on behalf. Is this the thing that I wanted to bring up? As directed by the court's preliminary order, the United States will file a public response to plaintiff's August 22, 2022 motion for judicial oversight. Fine. The government also will review the materials obtained pursuant to the search warrant and coordinate it with the case and coordinate with the case team and privilege review team to submit, as directed by the preliminary order, a sealed supplemental filing containing, containing quote, more detailed receipt of property seized pursuant to the search warrant approved on August 5. Okay. As well as a particularized notice indicating the status of the review of the seized property, including any filter review conducted by the privilege review team and any dissemination of materials beyond the privilege review team. Let's see something here. Although the government will provide the court more detail in its forthcoming supplemental filing, the government notes that before the court issued its preliminary order and in accordance with the judicially authorized search warrants provisions. Oh, they, they got permission to do it. Get it? Smash and grab. Smash, grab, review, and then render uh, moot a subsequent court order. The privilege review team identified a limited set of materials that potentially contain attorney-client privilege information, completed its review of those materials, and is in the process of following the procedure set forth in paragraph 84 of the search warrant affidavit to address potential privilege disputes, if any. Additionally, the Department of Justice and the Office of Director of National Intelligence are currently facilitating a classification review of the materials recovered pursuant to the search. Um, yeah, so that was just the homework to... Back up to double check the, the, the citation that I saw. As the director of national intelligence, yada, 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 ODI is leading an intelligence community assessment of the potential risk to national security that would result from the disclosure of these materials. Yeah. They, a limited set. They've got it. They've reviewed it. They know what it is. We'll find, we'll find out later. Hold on. Vivas from Montreal, how much do you want to bet he has either Gino Vanelli, Pagliaro, or Men Without Hats album? I have none of those, and I only know what the third one is by name. I don't even know who Pagliaro or Gino Vanelli is. So that's the latest on the special master. I am curious why no one is reporting the takedown of Baghdad with all of its leaders quitting their jobs. I've seen people reporting on it. I've seen some videos. I've seen people analogizing it to the uh, debacle of Afghanistan. Viva looking like the Sunny D mascot right now. Do I look orange? It's not from too much sun, and it's not from too much anything else. Gary Owens from Laughing said that the Great Wall of China was, quote, a set of 100 good dishes lined up against the side of a warehouse in Poughkeepsie. I don't get it. <laughs> but does anyone trust the privilege review team? Let's take, it, let's take a poll, people. You know what? Haven't done a poll in a while. I hear a kid screaming like an animal for in the background. I don't, I don't know if you guys can hear that. Um, do, oh wait, hold on. How to go like this. A poll, create a poll. Do we trust the privilege review team? Yes. No. Hell no. Ask your community. Yeah, let's have some fun, peeps. Chat in the house. Not chat. What am I talking about? Poll in the house. 
Okay, you don't hear the kids. Good. So it's just it's just me. I hear it through these headphones, and it drives me crazy. Okay, another question, people. Do the bags under my eyes look? Do I have bags under my eyes? Ignore the uh, the grimace thing. All right, so that's the news on the special master. Um, contextualize it with what we know from the Project Veritas, and and it's it's just a joke. All right, next topic. You know, we're going to go from we're going to go from one uh, egregious judicial overreach to another. In my humble opinion, people, people aren't talking about it. But there was another. I, let me let me take that back. Julie Kelly is talking about it. In fact, I follow Julie Kelly. She is where I get my immediate updates on the January 6th persecution. Um, she tweeted out earlier today uh, that another man was sentenced to. My, my, my math is not so good. 55 months. 55 months for, I believe it was, obstruction of congressional proceedings. We're, we're going to read. I mean, I, people try not to get discouraged. The first, first step towards you know, digging yourself out of a hole is um, appreciating that we're in a hole. This is from the Department of Justice for immediate release. What's the date today, people? It's Monday, August 29th. District of Columbia men, D.C., sentenced to 55 months in prison for actions during January 6th capital breach. They're calling it a capital breach. The, the Justice Department is calling it a capital breach. AOC is calling it a setup that people were let in. Cops opened up the doors. One man was acquitted because a judge came to the conclusion that cops, based on video evidence, Capitol Police, opened the doors. When you have spin coming out of the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia, when you have spin and qualifiers on immediate press releases announcing egregious penalties for what we're going to see is Unless I'm mistaken, a nonviolent crime. Houston, we have a problem. Uh, yada, yada, yada. District defendant encountered, oh, he encountered Senate minority leader while illegally inside the building. So we had an encounter. I mean, at least they didn't call it an assault, a verbal assault, because I don't even think you could, I don't even think you could get away with that type of qualification. A District of Columbia man was sentenced today to 55 months in prison. Uh, can we read this? I mean, let me see if I can make it a little bigger. Yeah, there we go. Uh, on a on a felony charge stemming from his actions during the breach of the U.S. Capitol, his actions and the actions of others disrupted a joint session of the U.S. Congress convened to ascertain and count the electoral votes related to the presidential election. It disrupted it. Did they not finish the count that very same day? So it disrupted it. For, what was it, six hours? Four hours? Six hours? Eight hours? Joshua Pruitt, 40, is now going to have five years of his life stolen. Was sentenced to the District of Columbia. According to court documents, Pruitt, who is in the process of joining the Proud Boys, I'm curious to know what that means, attended a rally with members of the group, which describes itself as pro-Western fraternal organization for men who refuse to apologize for creating the modern world. AKA Western chauvinists. All right. So the dude's in allegedly in the process of joining the Proud Boys. I don't know what goes into that. 
whatever. At approximately 12.30, he began marching from the area of the rally to the Capitol. At about 2.10, he was illegally on the restricted grounds of the Northwest Lawn. Was he let in? Did he, was he let in by police? I'm curious. I don't know. I'm asking the question here. He was wearing a tactical glove. Okay, I need to Google that afterwards. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. With knuckle pads. So like maybe like a bike glove or a, 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 a lumberjack glove. A tactical glove with knuckle pads. Hold on. I'm going to have to Google this afterwards. He saw rioters push through a line of law enforcement officers and advance up the stairs to the Upper West Terrace. Pruitt followed them using a piece of fencing as a makeshift ladder to climb onto the stairs. Pruitt advanced up to the stairs and toward the Capitol building. He leapt over a railing before entering the Capitol through the Senate wing door. Was that door opened? At approximately 2.14, he threw a wooden sign and was one of the first rioters to enter the crypt. After rioters breached the police line in the crypt, Pruitt moved towards the Capitol Visitor Center. There, he picked up a chair and tossed it. He then continued in the direction of the Senate subway. Meanwhile, Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer and his security detail, who had evacuated from the Senate, walked up a ramp towards the elevators in the northern part of the visitor center. A member of the security detail saw Pruitt approaching. As a result, Senator Schumer and his security detail reversed course, running away from the elevator and back down the ramp. Pruitt I mean, they're, they're trying to describe this in the most dramatic manner possible. And I'm still trying to do the calculation of five years in my head. Pruitt climbed out a window. to So that was the extent, by the way. That was the extent of the, the, the sheer violence of it all. He climbed out a window to leave the building at approximately 2.52. 30 minutes. 30 minutes to steal five years from his life. He was arrested the night of January 6th for violating a curfew in place in Washington, and federal charges were filed against him the next day. Pruitt ple he pleaded guilty on June 3rd, 2022, to a charge of obstruction of an official proceeding. They just had this entire description to add color to everything. He pleaded guilty to a charge, which means one charge of obstruction of an official proceeding. Five, sorry, I should not, I should not exaggerate or round up. 12, 24, 36, 48. That's four and a half years. Plus, I don't know if he's been in jail since. One charge of obstruction of an official proceeding, five years in jail. He will be placed on three years supervised release after his release. He must pay $2,000. Does anyone think that this punishment fits the crime? Again, I don't care if you, I don't care if you think it was a insurrection. I don't care if you think, I'll, I'll grant you everything that you think about the events of January 6th. We've just read through the loftiest, I'll call it judicial porn. We just read through judicial porn to describe in illustrious detail how he entered the building, how he threw a chair with all of his might. This is cruel and unusual punishment. This is not a punishment that fits the crime. The case was prosecuted. I'm sure you spelled persecuted wrong. Whatever, yada, yada. The case was investigated by the FBI's Washington field office. Valuable assistance was provided by the U.S. Capitol Police. 
In the 19 months since January 6th, more than 860 individuals have been arrested in nearly all 50 states for crimes related to the breach of the U.S. Capitol, including over 260 individuals charged with assaulting or impeding law enforcement. Well, except except that's not this guy wasn't 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 charged with didn't plead guilty to assaulting anybody. He pleaded guilty. To a charge of obstructing. Obstruction of an official proceeding. Five years less five months. All right. Remember all that violence from the uh, disrupt January 2021 protest when they wanted to disrupt Trump's protest, uh, Trump Trump's inauguration. They set a limo on fire, smashed windows. Do you remember the, the the summer of love 2020, where in those cases politicians were raising bail to get people out of jail. This guy pleaded guilty. Probably thought he was going to get a slap on the wrist. He got he got the DC treatment. D- DC. He got he got DC'd. Double something. I can't think of uh, something. Every everyone virtually everyone involved. Not everyone because some people did stand trial. Virtually everyone involved with disrupt January 2021, whatever it was called, January 2017. All virtually all charges were dropped. Summer of love protests, virtually all charges were dropped. No bags. In fact, you look good for 50. I'm not yet 50. 43. It's, it's, an, it's an absolute outrage. It's an absolute outrage. And you got people complaining about Griner, the basketball star in Russia, nine years in a, in a criminal justice system that convicts 98% disproportionate sentence for smuggling drugs into a foreign country but five years less five months for obstruct for pleading guilty to obstruction proceedings and crickets shameless political hack hypocrites all of not you anyone who is not out there outraged about this political hack partisan hypocrites don't let bad news age me viva it's not the bad news that's going to age me it's just the perpetual Fear of impending doom. <laughs> 55 months. Not, not, hey, where, where's Al Sharpton? Hey, I, I, and, I, and I do it. I, look, I'm, it's not to pat myself on the back. I just have a sense of justice. Griner is a very long set jail sentence, but you're smuggling drugs into Russia. What do you expect? If, if, if the operating theory now is that the U.S. is no better than Russia... All right, what did you expect then? But clamoring injustice when Griner gets nine years for smuggling drugs into Russia and then political crickets when this dude gets five years for pleading guilty to one charge, one count of obstructing Congress. It's, it's, it's an absolute joke. It's almost as hypocritical as raging against the bad words that some big burly dude hurled against Christian Freeland and then not saying anything about Justin Trudeau calling Canadians fringe minority with unacceptable views, misogynist, racist, uh, conspiracy theorist, anti-vaxxers who just take up space. It's it. You know what? Segway. Segway's on people. We'll just go ahead and refresh monetization and see if any of those words just got us into trouble. Yeah, we're still good. seems that whenever I say Justin Trudeau, um, 
The YouTube algorithm doesn't seem to like Justin Trudeau. <sighs> Viva, did you see Russell Brand's video today? Something, some interesting studies coming out. The emergency management response review process is starting to come to light. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. And I got I to gotta get on Russell Brand's radar so that he comes on for a sidebar or he has me on. I, I don't think he does. Um, I don't think he does live interviews. Does he do? He does. He doesn't. He not do podcasts. Oh, by the way, total side note. I did a, a podcast with Tom Woods, uh, who was on a sidebar a while back. Did a podcast with him this morning. It's going to come out. Come out. It's going to come out on Sunday, please. So stick it in for that. It was. It was a good. It was a good talk. Viva. What? What if it's a score bias you need to achieve for the AI to punish you? Try a dozen more words. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, so, you know, anybody who's silent about this guy getting 55 months for this is a shameless political partisan, hack, hypocrite, and uh, you, they should be ashamed of themselves. Do you remember that story? Willie Nash, 12 years for having a cell phone in prison? Like, outrage. It's an outrage. And I got some, I got people who say, yeah, you know, the dude should have known better than having a cell phone in prison. It's an outrage. You know, there's a constitutional protection from cruel and unusual punishment. For anybody who thinks nine years in prison for CBD, I think that's cruel and unusual. That might be why I'm not going to Russia anytime soon, not because I plan on doing anything, but because I don't really want to travel to countries where I can't trust that I'll get a fair shake at any criminal proceeding. And I'm not sure if Canada or the U.S. is any better, but whatever. Smuggling drugs into a foreign country, I, I still think nine years for CBD marijuana is excessive. Interesting side note. A lot of people in prison in the U.S. that could be, you know, forgiving student loan is one thing to, to buy some votes. How about you earn some votes and possibly discuss clemency for nonviolent petty drug offenders? Marijuana. Maybe. Doesn't matter. I think it's cruel and unusual. I think 55 months for this is obscenely cruel and unusual. But now let's get back to the hypocrisy, people. As we uh, now, now that I understand what pearl clutching means, um, yeah, hold on, hold on. I got to structure this one in my head. Oh, oh, how how, how do we do this? Uh, the media in in Canada is going uh, ape poop over Christian Freeland being berated and, um, you know, being called an effing B by some dude who, you know, has now, has now set a bunch of people back uh, politically a fair bit. There, and this is Joe Blow. I don't know who Joe Blow is, but um, I saw a tweet came across. No lockdowns, no masks, no vaccine mandates, no woke bullshit, no fake conservatives. Okay. Didn't know who he was, still don't know who he was. I saw this tweet. And it says there's been a thousand more times, the thousand times more outrage from the media and establishment over Christian Freeland being yelled at than there was when a peaceful pro-freedom elderly woman was trampled by a police horse. Ignore all the sanctimonious outrage. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking and it got me flashing back to short-haired Viva. When I ran for office, I remembered this incident, which some of you might not know or remember. I ran for federal office in Canada for the People's Party of Canada. During the election, rhetoric was heated. You know, oh yeah, it was heated rhetoric. 
people calling people fascists, tyrants. Oh, my goodness. And that's not the Canadian way. Canadian media was saying, this is very much an American phenomenon. It doesn't have a place in Canada. We're polite. We're yada, yada. As though that the people saying this were not listening or were not hearing when Justin Trudeau was demeaning, degrading, and dehumanizing a substantial portion of the Canadian population. Those people are putting us all at risk. They're putting at risk our kids. They're putting at risk their whatever called us misogynists, racists, xenophobes, anti-science, anti-vax, just taking up space, he once said. And then the media has the audacity to say, the the rhetoric's kind of heated. And I was listening to CJAD, daytime radio, uh, listening to uh, this guy named Elias Makos, who has since blocked me on Twitter for reasons that I understand but think are absolutely coward. Uh, It was a flashback to when Maxime Bernier got physically assaulted. Maxime Bernier, the leader of the PPC, had an indigenous activist individual. I think he's deaf. He's he's something of an activist. Show up at an event with Maxime Bernier, you know, pretend that he wanted to take a selfie, then smash an egg on his head. I call in the radio station to tell Elias Makos, who's complaining about the heated rhetoric that when the media does not condemn actual acts of violence, that's the political permission slip for other people to do even worse. And this I is what you say when the mainstream media is actually silent on actual assault against a political leader. That is as much of a political permission slip as anybody needs to escalate the violence one notch higher. So with this particular example in mind and the media's response to this, this incident, I called Elias Makos in the hopes of expressing myself on CJAD. And this is what happens. <laughs> I had a it was a, a very not a guilty pleasure. It was just a guilty obsession. I could not stand. I could not stop listening to this rubbish during the day. I had to call in. This is after Elias blocked me on Twitter. So I knew that he was going to cut me off real fast if he started hearing someone make a little too much sense. Listen to this. David, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Can oh, you go ahead, David. All right. Uh, I, I would say the political crime is getting there. And when you have the mainstream media utterly ignoring Maxime Bernier getting physically assaulted at a rally, you want to talk about dog whistles to the rest of the crowd when the mainstream media and the likes of you. Are you talking about the egging? Hey, David, are you talking about the egging? Yeah, I'm talking about the egging. Okay, thanks for your call, David. Thanks Let's talk call. about the egging. Thanks, David, for bringing that up. So Maxime Bernier was egged. Oh, I think it was yesterday. I think it was, was it I, yesterday yeah, or the day before? Yeah, I don't Maxime know. Bernier was egged. Here's how it happened. Um, uh, a person went up to Maxime Bernier, and there was no mob. There was no crowd. There was no yelling. This is, how, was, don't you, this is how it happened, and I'm just going to qualify everything. There was no mob. There was no yelling. A, a man went up to Maxime Bernier. And there was no mob, there was no crowd, there was no yelling, there was no threat of, of, of uh, physical violence. There was no threat of physical violence, except there was physical violence. This is like Stasi justifying the fascist orders of a fascist regime. The, there was no... You can't make this crap up. There was no yelling. There was no threat of of, of uh, physical violence. There was no threat of physical violence, except there was physical violence. Okay. Uh, imagine if Justin Trudeau decided to just go without any um, uh, security into that crowd and, and what would have happened. So this gentleman goes to Maxime Bernier and says, oh, can I have a photo with you? And, and put... By the a- way, I have long been cut off right now. I, I, I can't even... I can't even, because it's, it's, it's bravery 
to cut someone off early, to talk over them, and then to frame it in a way where they can, you know, totally disingenuous, but they can never respond. Zara and Maxime Bernier for a photo, a selfie photo. And he's got an egg on him, and he eggs Maxime Bernier on the head. Uh, that is physical violence, Elias, CJAD. You are now condemning, condoning physical violence uh, while he's taking that selfie. That's what happened there. That's what happened. And this is the kind of disingenuous stuff that is that is going on when you when you <laughs> talk to people who somehow feel that what is happening on the campaign trail is excusable, right? That it's just Canadians voicing their uh, their opinion on corruption and Trudeau's corrupt. That's what's going on here. It, because there's this false equivalency amongst those people. Oh, well Maxime Bernier got egged. And we all know there's a, well, those of us who are on planet Earth know there is a huge difference between one person egging someone and a climate where you feel, oh, geez, people aren't safe right now. So not for one second did Maxime Bernier fear for his life yesterday he's, he's, when he got egged. Not for rate. one second. Let those mental gymnastics. I, I, it's pathological. It's pathological. They're the media is freaking out because oh no 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 oh, she's a woman she was she was called an effing b and by the way categorical I, I i'll say it every time just so that nobody misunderstands wrong bad and i'll say immoral and counterproductive for this exact reason effing b so it's the end of the world but where's where's my um oh tabernush i don't have it it, it's it's terrible but when justin trudeau does it it's not so terrible I, and i found a tweet like every now and again people accidentally tell you the truth listen to this uh, gil, gil mcgowan proud father of three proud president of the alberta federation of labor my job is to stand up for working albertans he him okay listen to this because they tell you everything they think it's not enough to condemn the actions of the loudmouth bully who accosted Krista Freeland in Grand Prairie. We need to acknowledge that it's the inevitable result of the words framing used by conservative politicians and pundits to demonize and dehumanize their opponents. Oh, and then, by the way, stochastic terrorism. This is, this is the catchphrase of the day now. Oh, sorry, it's stochastic. The public demonization of a person or group resulting in the incitement of a violent act which is statistically probable but whose specifics cannot be predicted huh so you mean like um oh by the way translation he only has a problem with, st with stochastic terrorism not when justin trudeau calls canadians fringe minorities taking up space misogynist racist and by the way what does it result in somebody running over protesters at a protest was it calgary no no they, he only cares about it. i mean he told you right here it's only a problem when conservatives do it. When the liberal prime minister of the country does it, and it results in not just nasty words, someone running over four people with their car. Crickets from Gil McGowan. Just hypocrisy through and through. I think Tim had it right. It's not hypocrisy. It's okay when they do it because they are above you. I mean, that's what we're saying the same thing here. It's they like it. They like it. They like it when they do it because then, it, in, in speaking of stochastic terror, they're right. Invariably, some 
some guy is going to react or some person is going to react in a way that's, you know, stupid like this guy. But they ignore their, well, I'm just going to stochastic. They ignore their dehumanizing rhetoric because in their minds, it's totally justified. But when someone does lash out, even if it's only verbally, my goodness. And you want to, here's another one. Just like, it's like a, it's like a black hole of rubbish. I don't know who this person is, but they've got 10,000 followers. And they're, listen to this, for all the Grand Prairie swamp creature sympathizers, hmm, that sounds awful dehumanizing. No, but it's fine. For all the Grand Prairie swamp creature sympathizers who claim there's no evidence he has anything to do with a free dumb convoy. I don't know if this is true, so I'm not even going to share the information, whatever. Oh, here's another one. And for all the Grand Prairie swamp creature sympathizers who claim there's no evidence he was an anti-vaxxer. Look, oh, look, he's an anti-vaxxer. And this is, a, yeah, hey, dude, not everybody speaks eloquently. Not everyone has a vocabulary that they can frame their dehumanizing discourse. Oh, as, as eloquently as Obama when he admits to, you know, clinical testing on billions of people. Not everyone is, is as eloquent as Justin Trudeau when he, you know, calls people misogynists, racists, bigots, transphobe, anti-racist, whatever, anti-vaxxers, anti-science, taking up space. Not everyone is, says it softly and smoothly. Not everyone's like, no, some people just swear. They can't control it. They're angry and they swear. Not to be condoned and there's no but. Then you got the guy, oh, swamp creatures. Stochastic terrorism when conservatives use dehumanizing language, but not your supreme leader, Justin Trudeau. And I'll argue that it's exceedingly, excessively, disproportionately more impactful when it comes from the highest position of the land than when it comes from a swamp creature from Grand Prairie. Man, Bosh, Shay. So that's that. Um, let me see what else there was here. Oh, so there was one, one other story, not one other, but just a story that someone asked me to look up yesterday. Uh, that that un, mothers who are fired or don't go back to work because they refuse, the, those misogynist anti-vaxxers who refuse to get vaccinated uh, might have to pay back what they've been topped off for maternity leave if the reason for which they're laid off or ultimately terminated is because they didn't get vaccinated. Now, this is from my Prince George now. It looks like, a, I don't know if it's NewsGuard certified. I just looked it up. It's, it looks to be a, a Prince George news publication. Prince George is... Um, Oh, I, want, I, I know it's in British Columbia. I think it's, um, let's just see where, let's just see where Prince George is. I think it's, it's on the coast, but not on Victoria Island in like north of Vancouver. Prince George. Oh no, Prince George, because it is an island. Yeah, British, where is it? It's, it's north. I know someone who goes fishing there. Prince George, British Columbia. Where is it? Show me a map so that I can visualize. Okay. That shows me nothing. The map shows me nothing. Whatever. It's in British Columbia. Um, so it, it looks like it's a, you know, uh, if it turns out to be like, a, the, the, what is it called? The conservative beaver. If it turns out to be like one of those websites, I'll, I'll correct myself. But I, I, in as much as I can do a due diligence on my, my, my prince georgenow.com, I did. 
Unvaccinated mothers facing up to 50,000 in maternity leave repayment to BC government. And by the way, full disclosure, little something you may not have known. I was accused of having taken maternity leave as a joke by some people. Uh, I took parental when our first child was born. It's a great program. Uh, you don't get paid, but there's a government supplement that makes it the burden of not working a little easier. Uh, you, you pay into the plan with your tax dollars. And uh, I took, uh, I think it was two months. It was fun. It was like, uh, it, was, it, was, it was time that I took off so that I could help Marion with our firstborn. Uh, and it's, a, I mean, maternity leave, even if it's not supplemented, should be a right. But whatever. I, so I took it once upon a time. Then I went back to work and I continued paying an excessive amount of tax to supplement these types of programs. Um, mothers on maternity leave who are not fully vaccinated against COVID-19 working in the BC public service are not only at risk of losing their jobs, but repaying the entirety of their maternity leave top-up benefit as well. The stories all share similar key points. And I've heard about this and I understand it. Basically, well, here. For the women, maternity leave started before October 2021 and before provincial vaccine mandates were announced. They all decided to accept the government's top-up benefit which pays about 80% of the usual salary in a given position, expecting to go back to their job on their predetermined return to work date. This is agreed to with the knowledge that if you quit, find another job or don't go back. Or, this is bringing back memories now. You can get a top-up on the basis that you go back to work. If you don't, if you miss a return date, you'll be liable to pay back that amount. This return date cannot be postponed. The province instituted its vaccine policy for employees on November 8, 2021, requiring employees to be vaccinated in order to be hired or continue to work. If a mother on maternity leave is unvaccinated and is denied an exemption, they are in a position to miss their return to work date and be liable to have to pay back the entirety of their top-up benefit from $20,000 all the way up to $50,000 in some cases, or they can prove vaccination and return to work without a problem. Because I think the 50,000 was the max top-up you can get of the top-up. A statement from the provincial government to my PG now reads, the vaccination policy stipulates that BC public service employees who do not receive two doses, of, listen to the way they're going to not say it directly, but just confuse you. The vaccination policy stipulates that BC public service employees who do not receive two doses of vaccination against COVID-19 or refuse to disclose their vaccination status because that would result in not coming back if they're not up to date and do not have an approved exemption request are to be placed on leave without pay for a period of at least three months after which they may be terminated. And then it goes into some more details. This is uh, this is Canada, people. Can you imagine? Actually, like uh, this is a this is a this is a a new mother who's probably breastfeeding. And if you're anything like some of the people I know, you might be breastfeeding for up to two years. You may you may just have some concerns about entering any foreign substance into your body that might make its way out of your body into your baby. This is woke socialism at its best, Rob. A. I mean, it's 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 an insightful observation. When the when you when you're indebted to the government, the government owns you, and they start off with giving you benefits, and then those benefits 
become obligations. I will call it breastfeeding until I'm blue in the face. Um, some, some of these misogynist anti-vaxxer women who are concerned at this point more so about their, their baby than themselves. Now, I may, I may not want to do that. You may have to not get rehired and you may have to pay back your, your top off of your maternity leave supplement. But it's, it's pretty disgusting. It's, it's, it's pretty disgusting. Par for the course. And then good luck challenging it. You'll spend your $50,000, even if you win, on a lawyer for these absolutely discriminatory policies. Absolutely discriminatory policies. And then, and then, and then a woman who doesn't want it, uh, a woman who does not want it is a misogynist anti-vaxxer who just takes up space and, you know, uh, Andrew, it's a good looking avatar. Good photo. I was given a 6,200 and just so no one accuses me of a Meredith here. I'm not, I mean, physically attractive. I meant that the avatar is well-framed. It's good lighting. It's a, it's a beautiful black and white photograph. I, I'm, Immediately fearing cancellation. Viva Fry acted like Meredith with one of the hosts on Who Wants to... Whatever that shows. I was given a $6,255 fine at Pearson Airport when entering Canada and not using ArriveCan. The police officer told me, you absolutely have the right to not use the app, but we'll be fine if you don't. This is uh, like, you absolutely have the right to break the law, but you'll go to jail if you do. means you don't have the right... You have the right to not do what I'm telling you, but I'm going to crack your skull with a baton if you don't. You have the right. Bob Piffle, a few things. Keep on fighting the good fight. Thank you. Never cut the hair. Okay, hold on. Keep on fighting the good fight. It will be difficult. Thank you. Never cut the hair. Beware of Delilah. The only problem with the hair is it actually looks like not, it looks dry and whatever. Take time away from the good fight from time to time and take us fishing. God bless. And by the way, I like that avatar too. I just noticed the skull and crossbones in the trees. Thank you very much, Bob Piffle. I think the hardest thing, and I'm not, this is not for sympathy. The hardest thing is taking time away from, the good fight is, it's, it's an obsession. You know, it's, for, for good or for bad, it's an obsession. Uh, and it, it's tough to take time away from it because it's always on the back of your mind. Now, while we're on that, thank you very much for that generous super chat. I'm going to go to Rumble France. And see if I've missed anything. Oh, and they're saying the JCCF. So we got Salty Maple. He says the JCCF and Democracy Fund are trying to fight this. Honest lawyer is probably an oxymoron. That's from R. Day. And by the way, for, for anybody who says, you know, uh, ditch YouTube and go to Rumble. The only main issue here is I can't bring up uh, comments. I can't bring up chats from Rumble just because it's not yet integrated. And I have to remind myself to ask Pavlovsky to get it integrated so that I can bring up chats through StreamYard the way I can bring up these chats. Medical, I may not read this one. Medical tyranny, crimes against humanity. It takes a moron not to see this. I'm reading it. <sighs> Harumph. Harumph. <laughs> All right. Uh, definitely keep the fro and yeah, get rest and have fun in Florida. It's impossible to rest. I have dreams about this, this stuff. Um, let me see something here. I need to get to my proper Twitter. Okay, so this is my Twitter. Oh, and then and then and then you just, like, you just feel like you're losing your mind. This is what I wanted to show. This is what I was trying Fringe to fringe minority. This is what I wanted to bring up, people. Hold on. Am I sharing my screen yet or not? I am. 
This is the the rhetoric talking about stochastic terrorism, you flipping hypocrites. I'm sorry. Oh, but if I call them hypocrites, it's stochastic terrorism. Hypocrites, disingenuous, immoral hypocrites. This is this is your. You want to talk about dehumanizing language? The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views. Who the hell do you think you are, Justin? You think you're my dad? You're telling me that I'm holding unacceptable views? The government is telling me that I'm holding unacceptable views because I want you out of my life and out of my body. Who the hell do you think you are? You, you do think you're everyone's father. That's what it's called when the government is a tyrant. Uh, that they're expressing. Look at that do face. not represent the views of Canadians who have been there oh, for each other, yeah. who know that following the science... Following the science, people. And stepping up to protect each other. Stepping up. That was the catchphrase of the, of the election, of the... Uh, is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Hey everyone, today is Bell Let's Talk Day. Let's talk to each other about our mental health and let's listen. They are putting at risk their own kids and they're putting at risk our kids as well. What What do you think it does to people when you tell them that someone is threatening your child? What do you think about that? You want to talk about stochastic, stochastic, stochastic terrorism, I forget whatever that, McGowan? What do you think it does to people when the prime minister says, these bad people are threatening your children? Bueller, any guesses? No, 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 but, but yeah, call, calling, calling uh, some citizen, calling Christian Freeland an effing B. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's on par. That's more outrageous than someone telling you other people are threatening your kids. They're risking your kids' lives. Those people are putting us all at risk. Those people are putting us all... Oh, yeah, and by the way, those people that are putting us all at risk, statistically more likely to be Latino, Black, Indigenous. No. At risk. Those people are putting us all at risk. So today and every day, let's talk to each other about our mental health. And let's listen to each other. That was a four foot ten old man who was physically assaulted by police officers. Clearly not all there. Because um, he didn't want to show them ID because he was pulled over for honking at the protest or at honking during the protest period. If you joined the protests because you're tired of COVID, you now need to understand that you are breaking laws. After discussing with cabinet and caucus, after consultation with premiers from all provinces and territories. Yeah. Some of whom said, don't invoke the Emergencies Act. <laughs> we consulted them and we acted despite uh, their uh, expressed desires. Speaking with opposition leaders, the federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. Vladimir Putin has uh, come to believe that he can lie with impunity Look at that, face. that he can hey, i'm gonna i'll stop the video there and i'll just do that there that was a video of his uh his stormtroopers physically assaulting peaceful protesters that's it stick, stick, but lecture lecture me on stochastic terrorism uh, 
McGowan. And you, the other dude, le lecture me on, on, on dehumanizing language when you call citizens. It's, it's one thing to call politicians names. They sort of, it's not that they signed up for that when they, when they ran for office, but they signed up for that when they ran for office, especially when the names themselves are political concepts. Lambaste the citizens you're supposed to represent as subhuman and then ignore when the police assault them. Ignore when other people, you know, run them over with their vehicles. Ugh. Okay. Sorry. Let me, let me, let me bring this up here. Do you like my avatar? I think it's very appropriate for this conversation. I, and I'll tell you one thing. The, 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 the scandal of the image, you know, was a distraction, but for the fact that had it been the other way around politically, like this, this picture, all is forgiven. By the way, taken at about the same time when he allegedly, but not so allegedly, groped a reporter and apologized for it at the time. This man is going around dressing like that, groping women reporters because he's so he's so dreamy and he's you know he's a politician. I ordinary I, you don't hold a twenty year old picture against someone at the time. I don't know what you know what the social climate was about dressing like this, but my goodness, other than the fact that his own fully subsidized media hid this picture for a long time, uh, if it were the other way around, it would be a political. Death sentence. Say Justin Trudeau three times real fast. I dare you. Don't do it. You do that staring in the mirror in the middle of the night. You might see that image. The other one there coming back at you. Morpheus never said red pill was easy path. Bucklebrush Jones. Agreed. Um, I use OBS to view chats from other streams that I broadcast. Makes it easy to watch all three, but can't pull them into the chat like StreamYard does. And I can't use OBS. I tried to use OBS. I'm technically i'm i'm what's the word technologically deficient <laughs> no i'm not gonna, i'm not i'm not touching it so okay so there's that now just just to make sure that uh we got everything that we were we were here to discuss today yeah just imagine imagine that okay we got that Viva Clips, people. All of these shorter clips go to Viva Clips, and everything's on podcast. Uh, it's Viva and Barnes Law for the People. Just never changed the name. Uh, oh, let, let me just publicly correct myself. This was... Oh, yes. I'll get to that one after I publicly correct myself. When was it that Obama, here we go. So latest COVID boosters. This is the news. This is the news, people. Life has become satire. L latest COVID booster shots will be released before human testing is complete. And I said, well, we don't need to worry Despite about that. that we, now we don't need to worry about that. Essentially clinically tested the vaccine on. And yet, despite the fact that we've now essentially clinically tested the vaccine on billions of people worldwide. So eloquent when he, when he says it. Nice Around pause. One in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and put their families at risk. And other people's children. Rather than get vaccinated. Oh, well, selfish bastards. Look at, look at the dramatic pause. The vaccine on billions of people worldwide. Now that we've tested them. 
Around one in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and put their families at risk. Those selfish bastards. Uh, but then I said, I, I did say that he deleted it. And I think I said that, I, I wonder why he deleted that post. And I think it where I saw that post was not on Obama's Twitter feed, which might make sense in retrospect. Why would he have posted that clip in the first place? So I corrected it. I correct myself. I may stand corrected. The video might not have been, it might've been from another handle, not Obama's. Bad memory. I think the important thing is what he said. And I do have questions as to why it was deleted from the other account uh, in any event. But now let's just talk about man, man's inhumanity to man. David Frum. Read more at The Atlantic. And at David Frum, reach me at, well, whatever. That's, that's his public thing. David Frum, in tweets that should haunt someone for the rest of their lives. This is back in December. Back. December 2021. David Frum, you know, the willing executioner, says uh, pontificating, answering a question that nobody asked. Seems the best option is, one, keep encouraging vaccines and boosters. Yeah. Two, impose vaccine mandates where it can be done. Three, Otherwise, return to normal as fully as we can, especially the schools. And four, let hospitals quietly triage emergency care to serve the unvaccinated last. And now, by the way, knowing the statistics that we know, which is even more so true in the United States as to who would be statistically less likely to be vaccinated, why don't you just fill in the blank of unvaccinated with a racial demographic, David Frum, and see how fast you get the exact backlash that you deserve. But, but, but the most disgusting part of this, let hospitals quietly triage. Let's say, shuffle them off to the back, serve them last, let them die. That's, that's, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not twisting words when I say what he is effectively saying here is let the unvaccinated die. That's assuming that his understanding is even accurate because we know the stats now. It does not seem that the majority of the people entering the hospital are the unvaxxed. I'm no doctor. I'm not getting into it. He's operating on the basis that the, unless he's just saying, don't even, don't even treat the unvaccinated, even if they're in for other issues. He's suggesting that the unvaccinated are going to be hospitalized. And if they're there for the reasons of, you know, because they didn't get vaccinated, let the, let the hospital quietly push them to the back and let them die. And I just say, you know, we, we look back at times of historical atrocities and we say, how could ordinary citizens have turned in their neighbors? How could ordinary citizens have taken the property from their neighbors that they knew had just been, you know, whatever? How could ordinary citizens turn evil overnight? And the reality is, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens very gradually. And it happens with the inducement, the tolerance, and the encouragement of political elite, media elite, and people with blue check marks who speak to seemingly millions of people. The Atlantic, by the way, this guy is a journalist. He's the one crafting narratives, shaping minds, and he's saying, let the hospital quietly push the unvaccinated, which are going to be statistically disproportionately black, indigenous, Latina, push into the back. Let the, let, let the unvaccinated die.
but they say it so politely, just so matter-of-factly. Never let them forget, people. Um, I need to have Freeway Frank on. I forgot about cheese. Okay, uh, what else did we do? Just make sure I'm not going to go into anything. So that's it, David Frum. Just let him die. Let him die. And we are the loving, we are the loving liberal Democrat tolerant. We're not the ones involved in stochastic terrorism. It's that one guy who calls someone an effing bee. And then some some jokes. Okay. I'm going to say it over and I'll I'll stop. I'll stop being, uh, I'll stop being repetitive. All right, people. I think we've done good. I think we did good today. Um, Yeah. Someone called me in. Oh, doesn't matter. Forget about it. All right, people, let me go back to rumble and just make sure that there's no other rumble rants there. And then I'm going to go, go for a jog exercise, play with the kids. I, I think I hear a neighbor's kid over it. It's it's fantastic. Our kids can actually have play dates with other kids. Uh, 70% bots on his Twitter. Yeah, who who doesn't matter. He's talking. He's talking to people. I'm not going to read this out loud. I'm going to read this for everybody. I'm going to leave it up here. Okay. Go fishing, damn it. You know what? I probably should. Let me see if I can get any questions in the chat. Okay. I thought I just heard a thunder, but it's just someone dragging something across the floor. All right. You know what? Let's just do it. People, thank you all for being here. Thank you for everything. Snip, clip, share away. What are the things that... Oh, and by the way, stay tuned. We're going to have some revamped new merch coming out because I've been a little bit bad on coming up with new designs. How good is this shirt? Oh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. The, the short sleeve shirt that I had is dirty because I was doing some window caulking and I got caulking on the, um, on the shirt. Viva, read the book, Ordinary Men May Shed Some Light on How People Are Manipulated into Committing Atrocities. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living through it in real time. Yeah. Oh, but it's not. Nobody's being shipped off in trains. Yes. Okay. Atrocities don't all have to be equally atrocious. Atrocity, atrocities are like once you've breached a certain level of humanity, you don't compare. Is the, is the Holocaust worse than the Armenian genocide because it had more people? No, you've breached a level of violating humanity. That if it's 3 million, 6 million, 600,000 in Rwanda, you don't count the numbers to measure the atrocity. Atrocity is a level that once breached, you, you stop counting. Um, nobody's, 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 nobody's hauling people off and putting them. Oh, okay, great. That's great. So unless it's literally another Holocaust, it's, it's, it's never going to be atrocities. Great. Thank you. Okay. So let's do it. Um, yeah, thank you. Okay. You know, I'm just I'm just going to end it there. Everybody, thank you all. Get outside, exercise, talk to people in real life. Uh, I say, keep a chin up, take a deep breath, look at the horizon, and uh, fight back in the way that is strategic, ethical, lawful, moral, and that allows you to retain your dignity. Because if you lose your dignity, 
When battling monsters, you know how it goes, people. Do it properly. Do it ethically. Do it in a way that your parents and your children would always be proud of you. Okay, that's good.